Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Evolutionary.org podcast. This is your host, Steve Smee, with my interim co-host, Ricky V. How's it going, buddy? Hey, great, Steve. How are you doing, buddy? How are you doing, guys? Uh, guys, we appreciate you guys listening to this again. So we promised you guys we'd have call-ins, and this is going to be the first one we have. We're going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to get a caller, one caller in for this episode, and the next one we're going to have a lot more callers. So let's try it out. We have a caller that comes in. Um, um, he has a three, two, one number. So how you doing, buddy? Can you hear me? Hi, Hi guys. How you doing today? Evolutionary yeah, radio. Uh, so what's up? What's going on? What's your question? Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, active, uh, uh, CrossFit, uh, athlete, um, I guess. And, uh, I do CrossFit. Uh, pretty heavy about uh, six days a week. And so I wanted to know like if there's uh, some, you know, good steroids that I would be able to use uh, that would help me both, uh, you know, not just with strength, but also cardiovascular. Okay. So let's, let me ask you, I'm assuming you worked out today because you work out six times a week. What did you do today? And how, like, did you do like running? Did you do like cleans? What did you do exactly today? Yeah. So today's, today's workout consisted of, uh, actually a lot of different things, but, um, so we started out with, uh, there was, there was of course a warm up, and then we started out with, uh, we did pull-ups and we used, uh, whatever dumbbell or weight you could use. And we did, uh, a, a set of, uh, so it was a uh, three rep max of the heaviest weight you could on pull-ups, strict pull-ups. And it was times five, five rounds. So five sets of three at the same weight of uh, a heavy, strict pull-up for, for, for three reps. So that was the first part of the workout. So I did a weight vest and I wore a 40 pound vest and I did uh, my five sets of three at 40 pounds. So 40 pound weighted strict pull-ups. And then for the other part of the workout was, uh, it was actually, uh, so there was a 200 meter run and then every minute on, there was something else. So there was a minute where you had to run a 200 meter run within the minute. When you got back, you have one, one minute to do 15 box jumps. And then you have, uh, another minute to do, uh, it's 15, um, so ring rows, and then um, you run back for another minute. So the whole, the whole workout was 21 minutes long, and it was running uh, ring rows, um, bent over rows, and, um, and uh, box jumps, and, and um, the last one was um, – uh, so ring rows and then strict pull-ups. I'm sorry. So there was seven strict pull-ups. So all in all, there was a lot of like pull-ups running, um, bent over rows, all using dumbbells. And then, uh, there was weighted pull-ups. That was what today consisted of. All right. And typically you do a lot of clean and jerks and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. So we do a lot of weightlifting. We do, uh, we do like uh, clean and jerks and also uh, Olympic weightlifting snatches. We do deadlifts. We do power, power lifting. Excellent. Things like that. A couple of questions I got for you. Do you, um, are, are you looking to compete or compete in the sport or do you just do it for fun? Um, I actually, uh, I do competitions once in a while. Um, I do it for fun as well as just competing like 
to just be better every day, you know? Um, so kind of, I call it, I kind of say it's just competing for life, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's generally, uh, why I do it. Um, but I do want to get better and, and that's kind of why, um, you know, I had a couple questions like just, you know, what would be a good steroid that I could use to help me, um, get Have you used stronger. anything before? Have you, have you used any steroids at all? I've used, um, when I was like 20 in my early twenties, I did like DECA. Um, and I haven't, and that was when I was just doing regular bodybuilding a little bit more. Um, I wasn't doing any kind of CrossFit. So now that I'm doing CrossFit and it's, it's more sports specific, I wanted to see if there's something that could help me, uh, with cardiovascular as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Th- th- there's, when it comes to CrossFit and I went through this with martial arts, there's more stuff that you got to stay away from, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than, than mm-hmm. will help. Anything that won't mm-hmm. hurt as far as steroids go will usually help. I, I would mm-hmm. personally, off the bat, I got shin splints, really bad shin splints from taking testosterone. Um, from, I'm sorry, from taking mm-hmm. Trembolone. Gave me mm-hmm. very bad shin splints um, for kickboxing. And also I got really mm-hmm. bad back pumps from Dianabol. Um, okay. Those, and also trend will mess with your cardio, cardiovascular. So those are two things that probably stay away from off the bat. Okay. Um, okay. How, how is your now, you, uh, availability have, have, have of budget? You ever, for, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Availability. Can you, can you get, or could you budget to use like good human grade HGH human, human growth hormone? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, I think that's the, probably the best thing for me. I just, yeah. it's just too expensive. To, <laughs> right. It's too expensive to come by, you know, it's just, uh, the price, the price is almost, uh, you know, even if you're, you know, you have to be, you know, just an un, un, unlimited Stuff. amount of money to be able to, yeah, to, to be able to stay on a cycle of something like that. So I was wondering, have you guys heard anything about SARMs? Quite a lot. Because, yeah. uh, because I've, I've heard that that's, uh, it's a big uh, known um, drug, I guess, or, or whatever. I'm sorry. Is that uh, what you guys talk about in, in the CrossFit? Like a lot of people talk about SARMs? Yeah, what yeah, do guys in the CrossFit gyms talk about? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious Yeah, we do. That. We actually do talk about SARMs because uh, there's, there's CrossFit athletes that compete in the, in the sport that do it at, a, at an elite level that get busted for, for SARMs. So, so I wanted to know, is that something that um, – would be beneficial to just us regular athletes, you know? I would, my opinion on SARMs is I've tried them. I definitely mm-hmm. love the way I feel on, on, G, on GW for uh, bike yeah. riding, for, for just jiu-jitsu, for anything. It's just great. Mm-hmm. The only reason I don't use them more often, and even though they, I get almost no noticeable side effects uh, using some of this stuff, is because they haven't been around that long. Everything else, you know, okay. every other steroids have been around 40, 30 years. I mean, it's yeah. 60, some of them. There's plenty of info about, about them. As far as yeah. arms, they're, they're fairly new to the market. Um, I've right. had really good experiences with some of this stuff. But I, I think long term, I might may not be something that I – I'm not competing. I'm not really getting to those levels. I'm about to hit 40. So for me, it's not, it's not the best choice. But so right. far, I haven't heard anybody – had have any real issues with with SARMs and the guys that are using it the side effects they report are I mean are nothing compared to just your regular testosterone and and DECA cycle so okay as long as you you, you understand that that end of it that there isn't a lot of research about it I think you'll find that everybody that gets their hands on good SARMs legit stuff are are, they're pretty happy with it so 
after you left the workout today, like, how did you feel? Were you like tired? Did you feel like you didn't have endurance during your workout? Do you feel like the strength is lagging? Um, actually, um, today I felt, um, today I felt actually really, uh, I don't know. Today I felt good because I, I did take a, um, like a rest day yesterday. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Yesterday I worked out, but the day before I, I was off. So, um, so today, for some reason, I just felt really good. Yeah, I think it depends on, on like, you know, how my diet is, um, you know, during the day, because I also have a job where I, you know, sit, um, you know, all day long. So, um, so it, it kind of depends on how I feel in the evenings. Yeah, I think, but I felt, I felt, I felt good after the workout today, even though there was a lot of different components to it. Um, the running, I think helped, uh, you know, kind of opened it up. So. I think in your case, if I was in your situation, what I would probably do is just get a little bit of testosterone, start off with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, I don't know how you feel about the Psalms, but I mean, for your situation, GW would be, would be a good fit if you are, if you're okay with it. And so testosterone, meaning like, uh, what, like, like pills or, or, well, I, you know, if you get a script from a doc so you can get good human grade American stuff, that'd be great. But uh, okay. I think even as little as, you know, 200 megs a week will make a huge difference in your performance if, if that's what you're looking okay. for. GW okay. definitely, uh, your endurance will, will definitely improve. I probably wouldn't hit GW uh, just for regular workouts all the time. It, mm -hmm. uh, maybe competition if that's a situation. With, with right, your, right. I, I definitely, I usually don't like to to tell people to cheat in competitions, but I'm going to make an exception for you today. And uh, yeah, I mean, at GW. Yeah, well, I don't consider it cheating either yeah. because well, like. It seems like, I a, mean, like everybody's on stuff nowadays. It's, it's not, it's tough to, to, to argue anymore, but it seems like a lot of guys are. On yeah, that. everybody at that level, it seems, are on, on some sort of different things. And um, it's not really cheating at that level because like, you know, like you're still putting in the work. You're just getting a little bit of extra help, which were mostly, you know, like testosterone deficient Absolutely. and things like that. Definitely. Well, I don't, it, you know, other things like, are you doing a, a good stretch out program? Are you even maybe taking a, a Yeah. So we do like, we do like a pretty, pretty uh, intense warm up, usually about 15 minutes long. That involves a lot of different stretching and um, just kind of getting the body warm. So yeah, I'll definitely double down on the stretching. And if you can um, either buy one of those nice massage machines, the the six seven hundred dollar ones, the impact massagers, the, the new ones that came out, all these okay. things are you know have your old lady use it on you, or you could even use it on yourself some parts. All these things are great to help your muscles get rid of of lactic acid and, and salts and all these things. Right. That are, are the real enemy, in my opinion, in CrossFit. I think in CrossFit, being right. able to have that endurance to do a ton of repetitions and also the technique. And, and that's something you you pick up definitely as, as time goes on. You know, the, the way you carry something across the field is make a huge difference, after, you know, in the competition, your, your technique on things. I think right. just a little bit of testosterone is enough to help with, with CrossFit and competition. I'd be real afraid of using stuff that are that's going to make my muscles pump up too much and yeah. then make it an uncomfortable and in a painful experience, which is um, okay. what I experienced martial arts, trambolone, Diana ball. Uh, some of the, some of the har harsher stuff definitely didn't help. It actually was, was counterproductive. 
Okay. When was the last time you had any kind of steroids or, or had anything? Um, I tried some like uh, Diana Ball, um, some just oral supplements. Um, it was probably now it's been over a year or maybe even uh, yeah, probably over a year now. But um, I did like a you know a couple maybe thirty or sixty days, and then I would just kind of back off. Um, and I did that for a couple times. Yeah, definitely the essentials. I get I get a, a essentials. Make sure electrolytes, um, stretching. Mm-hmm you know, do everything you can to help the muscles get, get rid of, uh, get rid of Mm -hmm. acid and just, you know, the the essentials and then the sauce will definitely be an added on, but you've got to have all the essentials first. Okay. Okay. That's great help. I appreciate that. Well, what's helped me a lot with endurance, believe it or not, T-Bowl, but if you're running long distances, you'll start getting the back pumps, the leg pumps, et cetera. So it just depends. If you're running 200 meters, like you said you did today, you should be okay with T-ball. But if you're running like over a mile, like when I'm running oral steroids mm-hmm. and I hit that one mile mark, that's when the pumps start coming, the back pumps, the calf pumps. It gets really the mm-hmm. shit pumps, all that stuff. So if you're doing short, different little bursts, you'll love T-ball. Like T-ball really gives me a boost in my endurance. Another one is EQ. Like running two, three, four hundred milligrams, probably not four hundred milligrams, maybe two or three hundred. Two, two, three hundred milligrams a week won't affect, you know, won't give you pumps. It's not androgenic. It won't strain your heart. It's it's very mild. And the nice thing about EQ, it raises your red blood cell count. So it gets oxygen moving across the body. That really gives you a nice boost with your endurance. You'll notice it like when you're when you're doing endurance, you'll you'll notice a nice strength bump too. So it's a nice, safe, mild steroid to use so I, I would personally use eq and use a little okay. here and there as long as you're not doing long anything long distance too much if you're running like over a three quarters of a mile or a mile stay away from these oral steroids because the pumps are are brutal mm-hmm. and that will affect your pumps okay. and i would think like yoga like hot yoga would really help the mo- your mobility because a lot of mm-hmm. crossfit people overtrain their shoulders they overtrain their back they overtrain mm-hmm. like elbows or knees they end up with Mm -hmm. mobility issues so the stretching and the yoga will really help give your mobility um their flexibility your mobility will be very very strong that will counteract a lot of that so you prevent like injuries because a lot of crossfit people i'm assuming that the guys that you train with and the girls they have to do a lot of injuries right what are what are some injuries that you see in crossfit all the time yeah, a lot of injuries like uh, rotator cuff and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, all kinds of sprains and shoulders tears. Um, shoulders, like uh, I mean, uh, you, you see, I just about see everything. I've seen elbow. Uh, I've seen like uh, you know, I've seen um, like shoulder, mostly shoulders and and things like that. Yeah, I mean, if you do a ton of pull-ups over time it's just gonna you know it's gonna rock your your rotator cuffs and stuff so definitely don't want to do the overdo the the anti-estrogens with with steroids it's not like steroids for bodybuilding in crossfit you put yourself at a disadvantage and the risk of injury if you if you don't know what you're doing with anti-estrogens and you lower your estrogen too much so definitely you can't overdo it matter of fact a little bit of water retention i believe might might actually be a little bit beneficial in CrossFit. Um, when it right. comes to, 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 the, to the big problem or, or, the, or, the, or the part where steroids actually are counterproductive where they give you these muscle pumps, I personally found, because there's a big genetic component to this, that 
Trembolone, Dianabol, the harsh stuff, um, at any dose will give me pump issues when I'm trying to uh, do endurance activities. Every other steroid, if I go over 400, 500 meg, even just testosterone, I'll have the same effect. Mm -hmm. So even with testosterone, I have to keep it under 500 a week, 400 a week, total, anything. Or if I'm doing jujitsu, if I'm doing anything, you know, just holding somebody's lapel, I'll, I'll have pumps in my forearms. And then it's, keep that in mind, that increased dosage too much. You will, and, and run it, you will run into that issue. Even if, you know, even if you're using a steroid that shouldn't, uh, that shouldn't do that. Do you have any other okay. questions, Jeff? You have any other questions? No, no, I don't have it anymore at this time. No. All right, man. Good deal. We'll send you a link to the podcast so you can, uh, you know. Oh, cool. That'd be great. <laughs> you got it, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your your time. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for coming. All right. On. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, guys. So let's get into our first topic. And um, that was a great caller, by the way. And we're going to have more callers calling in the future. So yeah, you know, I really, our, that. I really enjoyed being able to ask some, some follow-up questions and get some information from them. That's good. It really was. I hope you guys learned a lot from that. So our, our, we have a question, the email question, and this is a really good one. Um, and this is something we've never talked about on this podcast before, but it, it kind of ties into a lot of you guys out there. In his case, he said he lifted for 15 years. He started lifting when he was 15 years old. When he was 30 years old, he got busted for selling Coke and he beat up a cop. So they fucking took it, you know, threw his ass in prison for a long ass time. He says he had to do 15 hard years. He got off early on good behavior. And that's, that's I guess that's, that's what happens when you beat up a cop, right? I mean, oh, you're beating up a cop. He's level yeah. four, level five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Don't, tough. don't be touching cops. You know, you're going to get it. You're going to get a long time. So, but while he was in prison, he didn't have access to a gym. He had to do body weight exercises. And we've all watched those shows, lock up and lock down, whatever on, on TV. And we see how prisoners have to work out. They have to, you know, use, you know, their partner and stuff and they get to have to make shit to, to lift weights and stuff. So he was in the cling for 15 years. He finally gets out and he's 45 years old now. And he's like, fuck, I don't understand what I'm seeing out there. All these franchise gyms, there used to be one gym in town. Now there's 20 gyms in town. He doesn't know what to do now. He doesn't know what kind of workout program to do. He doesn't know what gym to sign up for. So, you know, this is a really, really good one. And this can apply to anybody. If, even if you stop lifting weights for 10, 15 years or you were in jail for 10, 15 years, this is a really good topic. So, Ricky V, let me ask you, like, what advice can you give to this guy, man? What should he do, first of all, with a gym? What should he look for? You know, I think even though there are a lot of franchise gyms all over the place, you can still always find those uh, small, hardcore gyms and uh those are always there. You might have to drive a little bit ways out of the way, but you'll be able to find those gyms. They're out there. And uh, if that's what he's used to and that's what he likes is, is what he should look for. Definitely um, having a rap sheet, he probably would want to stay away from, <laughs> from steroids and maybe getting in trouble again. So um, probably a, a, good, a good supplement program is in order too if he wants to make some good progress, especially at his age. But definitely just Google's your best friend. Just find it, find, find a, a gym. And once you find one, you research the name, make sure they're not, you know, thousands of locations wide and, and go there. Those, you know, those, um, I don't really like going to franchise gyms either unless 
I, you know, want to use the facilities, the jacuzzi or whatever the hell for whatever reason. But when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to gyms, I like my small gyms as well, or I like just working out at home. It's actually great as well. What I really hate about the franchise gym, Ricky V, I don't know if you've had this problem, is they get you in these stupid contracts. And then once the contract expires, they keep billing you, keep billing you. And you're like, I'm, I want to cancel. I want to move on. They keep billing you every month. And then there's these hidden fees, like every three months, every six months, they like do some stupid 30 or $60 fee, like to, to, for gym equipment or something. It's like, it didn't even, they didn't even tell you about it. So that's what I hate about those big franchise gyms. So I agree, man. Find like a meathead gym, find a gym where you can- Martial arts schools became like that too, the last 10 years um, where, you know, they, people sign up and then they- you know, they put them in collections if they don't pay and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's a membership uh, business game now. And, and yeah, these big franchise gyms, that's, that's just the way they play. But those small gyms are still out there. They're out there everywhere. If not, just get your own equipment and work out of your garage, man. I mean, I, I like working out by myself and, and when I have my equipment. So just um, do it, man. So, I mean, workouts, this is what I would suggest to anybody who's been out of the game a while. Stick to the big lifts, the big compound lifts, like, you know, the bench press, the, uh, the cleans, the deadlifts, the squats, the pull-ups, the push-ups, the dips, big lifts, man. Those, those are the ones. Those are the cookie. Those, those aren't – those are the bread and butter right there. Like, those, if you stick to those lifts, if you've been out for a while, you can really build – some really good body and muscle memory very, very quick. You can, they'll hit every muscle group in your body. So lunges are another good one. I mean, these, these are your bread and butter. And these are the ones that everybody should be starting off with the first few years lifting, whether you're a young guy, middle age, older guy, whatever, you know, instead of going to the gym and standing in front of the mirror doing 10, 15 pound curls, you know, do these, you know, those are the ones that kind of build it. So start off with there and then start developing maybe like a split routine from there. And then, and then you can kind of progress from there, but there's no reason to, to, you know, make this too complicated. Just like get in and build consistency back and you'll, you'll be building muscle in no time. Yeah. And, and I guess at the core of his question is just, he wants to make progress, you know, now he, he's out and he's got the opportunity to, to get better equipment and, and really do it. Uh, look, dude, you're, you're 45. <laughs> Go over to your doctor and get a script for testosterone. You know, chances are you'd probably get it. Um, human grade, legal to, to own and use. And uh, you'd definitely be making some good progress then. <laughs> so 45 years old, march over to your doctor, get yourself a script, and, and you get some human grade tests, you, you'll be good to go. Yeah, I like it. Blood work is really good because I doubt when you're in prison that they ever, like, tested your reproductive health, you know? So they probably did blood work on other stuff. Like if you had some disease or something, but I don't think they tested your testosterone. So it's probably a good idea to test it because I don't think in prison, the kind of food that they give you or the food that you can buy is, is going to be nutritious. So you probably testosterone levels are probably in the gutter. So that's a good idea. All right, great. Next. And then our last question of the day, guys, 500 milligrams a week of testosterone, 500 milligrams a week of DECA. Typical cookie cutter DECA cycle. Um, what are some proper ancillaries to use on cycle um, in terms of what to do? Because we hear a lot of stories about DECA dick. We hear a lot of stories about excess estrogen from testosterone. So 
He said you know, 500 deck of 500 test, right? 500, 500. Yeah. Typical cookie cutter run. You know, what's an old school uh, rule of thumb, I guess, uh, with the uh, testosterone and DECA. This is going back 20 years when I started and I've applied this always. You want to run twice as much testosterone as DECA. And then you don't have to worry about uh, DECA dick. And uh, if you will, uh, if you research it around the forums, it actually works. If you don't want to worry about Decker Dick, you use testosterone with it uh, a twice the amount. That's been my my opinion and, and what I've experienced. I probably then wouldn't do 500-500. Uh, uh, maybe do 500-250 if you really want a, a fairly high dose. 750 megs of of steroids per week is enough for anybody to grow on and make make some good progress. You know, anybody, if you're already a huge guy and, and already have a ton of mass from using steroids throughout the years, yeah, maybe you might need more than that to make even more progress. But regular guy walking around wants to look good with his shirt off 750. That's a huge, that's a good amount of, of, of juice for you to make some great gains, some great progress on. I would, I would chop the, the deck in half, start off with that. And the 500 makes a test that that'd be real easy to, to navigate and not have a lot of uh, issues and side effects with. Just a little bit of NTE, um, you're good to go. If you got scalp issues, little, you know, nizzle shampoo, uh, panoxidil, uh, you know, N2 shampoo, whatever, and you're good to go. It's fairly easy to navigate testosterone side effects. Um, DECA, you get DECA dick, um, it's tough. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy and there isn't a, a one solution for it. And sometimes it lasts long after you, you cut the stuff out. So, um, that, I mean, that's my suggestion, just starting off, just restructuring the, the cycle form before even adding anything else on, in my opinion. The thing is, with DECA, all nandrolones, they do they metabolize into dihydronandrolone, which is DHN. So when that happens, it kind of swamps your dihydrotestosterone in the body, DHT, which is our sex hormone. So what I tell people who run DECA, and they've been doing this for years, you ask any of these old school guys in your gym who are in their 50s and 60s, how they ran DECA. They'd also, they all say they ran Proviron with DECA because Proviron is a very, very pure DHT derivative. So that is a great way to combat the DECA dick. So if you're running a Nandrolone, always run Proviron with it on cycle. And, and I, I say, I'll do this a little different than, than you, Ricky V. I would let the, the DECA do work the magic on this cycle. I'd run the testosterone low and run the DECA high with 50 milligrams a day of, of the Proviron and let the DECA, that mild, low side effect compound that, that DECA has historically been and has turned into a monster in the past 10 or 15 years. Now everybody is scared of DECA. All these young guys, they want the whole zizzy body of physique you know and 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 the aesthetics but deca if you ask anyone in their 50s and 60s these aren't fat guys in your gym they're just strong muscular guys they'll all say man we love deca but now ask any 25 year old or 30 year old they'll say oh no we're scared of deca so deca gets such a bad rap because guys you know they they don't run it correctly and i think in the in the 90s and 2000s when we started on these forums. A lot of people started giving DECA a bad reputation because of the whole DECA thick thing. But I think the whole libido and erectile dysfunction thing is more of a product of other factors as much as you can blame the DECA for it. 
because we've seen every middle-aged man needs Viagra or Cialis just to get it up these days. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are definitely a lot of other factors that contribute to it, but Decadic is, is very real. I've, I've always ran Deca very, very low, very conservatively. I have added it in, but from day one, like you said, I've just been afraid of it because of, you know, I remember just reading guys talking about the stuff going on for weeks, not knowing what to do. <laughs> their wife, their mate upset at them. They just can't, can't get through with it. And, uh, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I, and I understand um, adding on the provider. See, I, I I'm a believer that you should do as little as you can as you can do to get to where you want to go. That's why one of the first things I ask everybody who has a question is, "What are your goals? You know, what are you trying to achieve?" For again, looking good with your shirt off, my opinion, if you can get away with it with just testosterone and do it and get to where you want to be, just do that. You know, the, the, the least stuff you put in your body, the, also the cheaper you make it for yourself. And um, even look nowadays with underground labs, um, the more st- items you add to your cycle, the more chances there are that one of them is going to be underdosed or it'll be swapped out with something else. So I believe, especially nowadays, keeping it as simple as possible. If you can get human grade test. I would just ride out with that. That's all I kind of do now. It's just human grade test. And maybe I'll do a little bit of a veterinary EQ. Um, that's what I trust now. That's, that's all I go for. But yeah, definitely the provider and, and DECA is, works. Definitely everything you're saying is absolutely right. It does work. It's a good way to, to combat the, the DECA dick. And um, yeah, you could run the testosterone lower in a cycle like that, just a little bit of a test base. I, I actually like that setup as well, you know, definitely. I'm just, I'm keeping, I'm keeping with what I, I believe in, which is you already got two steroids in there. Just, you already have one more than you really need. I think you could get far with just testosterone and you make up everything else and discipline and, and training and, and, you know, all, the, all those things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really is a generational thing because every 60-year-old guy, 55-year-old guy in the gym, you ask them their favorite steroid of all time. It's going to be a different answer than some of the younger guys. A lot of these older guys never ran trend. You know, I don't know if you notice the same thing, Ricky V. Like, like you ask them, they don't know what trend is. Well, Trembolone was only available to these guys. Remember, before, you know, before about 2003, 2004, before that age, everything was – made either for pharmaceutical human grade production and it was approved by some governing body in some country or it was made for veterinarian use and um for these older guys um trembling was only available i believe from 1990 something i think in 1996 was the last time it was available commercially for uh, for human grade which was parabolin for, out of out of france negma i think was the name of the company so it, it was available for a very short time and and trembling didn't didn't pop it's head out again until about 2000, the year 2000, 2001. This was when, when I was getting started using. And um, a guy on the forums named Animal back in the day, he, he figured out a way to use solvents and filters to, to extract the trembolone out of cattle pellets. The, these trembolone cattle pellets that they would implant into cattle's ears to, to get better uh, yield from the beef. Uh, this guy figured out how to extract it. He was selling the kits and you could order the tremble on pellets from uh, any store online without showing any kind of ID, just a credit card. And you get these pellets at home with, with tremble and acetate in them. And then you buy a kit from this guy and extract it. So yeah, I mean, Trembolone wasn't, uh, there's was a big gap in availability in Trembolone. 
And um, that's why a lot of the older guys don't, don't even remember it. Even back then, it was probably among the most expensive of the steroids that you can buy. So it definitely wasn't as, as popular um, with some of the older guys as it is now. I mean, everybody loves trend nowadays. It's incredible. And, and a lot of people also had, had bad experiences with it and, and hate it now. Yeah, I tell you, Tran, uh, I hit my personal records in both body weight and strength on Tran. It's a hell of a steroid. But, man, I, I don't mess with it now. I'm scared to mess with it because I do so much it's, it's I do so much endurance stuff and so much stuff like cardio and stuff. I'm scared to even touch Tran. So yeah, it really depends. Tran, on Tran's goal. popular. Everybody, everybody knows about it. And some people will say, I know about Tran. I'll never use it again. Or some people will say, I know about Tran and I love it. I'm, I'm on the I'll never use it again realm. I just – it was all right. The first couple cycles, I didn't use a lot. And then as soon as I went above a hundred mix um, EOD, it started to give me pretty, pretty bad side effects. And um, when I used it, uh, I used to extract <laughs> the cattle pellets myself. So uh, it would give me a really bad uh, hardness at the depots. I'd get uh, this hardness in, in the area where I injected it for days on end. So I only did a couple cycles with it. Um, and I think my third cycle has started to knock out my hair. So I, I, that's it. I gave up on trend and really didn't use it again. I dabble with it, just tiny amounts on different cycles for, for specific reasons. But it's never been something I've, I've ever wanted to add on again. It's just not, for my goals, it's just not worth it. And especially since it's counterproductive for, for bike riding and, and, and doing jujitsu and doing kickboxing, it gives me shin splints. It, it takes my endurance out, out of me. I just, for all those reasons, I don't mess with it anymore. Yeah, I got three herniated discs in my neck and I got a torn rotator cuff and I blame Tran for that because I was I was doing such It'll make heavy you strong. It I was strong beyond like you like I could have ever gotten without Tran. So it, it really did it get works, yeah. strength. But it will backfire on you if you're not careful. So don't it, get it's greedy. a it's a rough steroid. I mean it's um it's been linked to um what is it? Alzheimer's, Parkinson's has been linked to? Because um, the dopamine effects it has. It's got dopamine effects and it's got, it affects your neurotransmitters. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's been linked. Uh, and uh, also it's uh, an environmental contaminant <laughs> because of all the cattle getting injected with this stuff and pissing it out. It, apparently it's, uh, it's in the, the water systems and stuff and it gets to, to fish and, and, and affects the reproductive uh, stages i mean it's it's definitely it's out there but uh and i, I don't use it. It, it you know it was only available for human use for for a short period um not even hasn't even been really used for in humans for a while yeah it was available and then they banned it completely so even if steroids were legalized in the united states it'd still be illegal to use trend because trend isn't probably wouldn't great. probably wouldn't get trend uh, a trend prescription no i mean no it wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. There's no, I don't think any pharmaceutical companies even produce trend anymore anyway, worldwide. Because Negma produced it in France and they, they took it out. So Yeah, back in the day, um, they could put almost anything up. But nowadays, they have to really justify it. Like, why would you really put trembolone out under your plate? Like, what are you doing? When there's so many other options. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we'll talk more about trend on future episodes. So, I really, really appreciate you guys listening. We're going to have a lot more user call-ins. Um, so, you know, check the forums and check the emails and stuff. And we'll definitely let you guys know how to call in. Right, Ricky? Yep. If you guys are on the evolutionary.org email list and you get those emails, eventually when we are about to record a podcast, we'll send an email out letting you guys know the podcast is going to be live. 
with a phone number and pin code that you can use to call in and listen to the podcast live or, um, and also be one of the callers if that's what you wish. So I'll, we'll make it real easy for you guys to, if you have questions to call in and, and talk to us and ask your questions and we'll go into it. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys listening again. Thanks for Jeff for, for calling in. It was really, really a good question. Love you guys. Keep checking out the forums. We'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good one. Hey guys, have a good one. Have a good night, Steve. All right, buddy. You too.